Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. Back on Talk of the Town. Today, it is a gardening day with my master gardener friends, Joyce and Kim, back in studio. How are you, ladies? Fine, fine. Can I take a hedge trimmer to my zinnias? Um... Why would you want to do that? (laughs) I'm kind of wondering here. I love my zinnias. I'm just saying because they're so tall. I have all the Benary's Giant from Valley Veggies. But trying to, I don't have like a pick your own flower farm like we do out there. So I trying to clip them all and keep them deadheaded and keep them everything. I'm just wondering, are they going to be okay if I just like come by and lop all of them off? No, I think that would be a little too extreme. You you almost have to do it by the stem. Fine. I'm sorry. Why do you, are you trying to say goodbye to them? Or just don't want the Like a refresh. You know, because I I refreshed my, I did what you said and cut back all of the petunias and everything. Give them a haircut. Yeah. 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 Hey, try it. I was just wondering if I could mass (laughs) quantity. If they die, I I have that many zinnias. I think the problem with with is the zinnias might not come back fast enough in terms of we're you know, we're at the end of September before you know, we could theoretically I I really try it. Seriously doubt that it's going to happen. We could have a frost within two, three weeks. Joyce, we stop. Could. I'm not trying to be. You Don't know. listen to Joyce. Listen to me. I say try it. Let's well, see what happens. But I'm kind of within the camp of Joyce. I don't think you may come not back see blooms enough. again. Okay. But try fine. it. Maybe don't go all the way down to the ground or anything, but no, remember, remember never my rule, like that a third. I was thinking just go like, down like yeah, a third. Maybe at the most. Let's see what know. happens. Maybe one bed. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Can we'll you see. report back? Do, do this. <laughs> I'll try. I'll do and that. And then we'll anyway. see who, you know, buy me ice cream, Joyce, if I if it works. No. Oh, <laughs> darn it. That's okay. I can't have She's ice cream anyway. Me. Well, thank you. Um, Kim brought me some bulbs for planting. Uh, I've got to get those. Are they rhizomes, technically? They're rhizomes, yep. So those ones are irises. Okay. And so though I brought you some Siberian irises and Clarence. Clarence. My tall bearded iris. All right. So yeah. So those have to go in the ground here yes. right now. Yep. So now is a good time of year to do irises and um, like all of our fall bulbs. So uh, then I, I said, "Where am I going to plant these?" And Joyce is like, "You don't have room to plant those." <laughs> like, I don't think you have room to plant those. She's seen my yard. Yeah. I do have a little bit of room. I'll find it. There's <laughs> always room. Well, you know, there's the, always room. Life's the, too short for minimum spacing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> The other thing, the other bulbs, like right now in the um, big box stores or the greenhouses or wherever you buy, would be buying bulbs from yep. um, daffodil, tulips, and all, all the uh, spring bulbs are going to be, if they're not on sale right now, are going to be not on sale, like cheaper. They're available. Available. For to they're out there. Because and now those, is the time to plant them. Those should be planted at the latest, I would say, by the middle of October at the very latest. Because what you want to yep. do, what you want to do is get them in the ground so that they can um, develop a root system yet this fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, it's really important to pay attention, you know, on the depth and also to pay attention to the fact that you should fertilize those when you plant them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to like develop it. a root system um, so they can overwinter and then pop up in the spring and be beautiful. I mean, I, I hate to think about it that it's fall. It's getting dark so much earlier and stuff. But the fact is, if we want want spring flowers, we got to think about it it's now. So, so rewarding. It's so rewarding. I know. Last year, I talked about mm-hmm. how I had planted over. I don't even want to say. Let's just say there was maybe over a hundred, two hundred in our yard. Oh, that's nothing. The gal I watch on yeah. YouTube plants like thousands, thousands, yeah. 
thousands, right? Ridiculous. Yeah. My yard doesn't look like that, but I naturalized an area with a bunch of daffodils last year. Super rewarding. Super. And by the time they were done, you're able to mow them off once they start to turn brown. Couldn't even tell they were there. Mm, Okay. Couldn't even tell they were there. But now is the time to do it. And I think that the Minnesota um, Daffodil Society recommends October 15th. I okay. think to have so, them planted so by at the real latest. Soon. We'll yeah. be seeing that. Yeah. So we've got you've got a window yet. You don't have to yeah. rush out and do anything today, but yep. but it's important to realize that the, t- the the clock is ticking on on some of that kind of stuff. And plus the fact that again, we're not now, we're not last time we were here, we're oh, it had just rained, but now mm-hmm. we're looking seriously for rain again. Fools. And, <laughs> I know, and, right? And so, you know, you need to keep so it, now I would recommend if it continues dry like it is, if you're going to plant bulbs Make sure you water them in also. All right. So now is the time, but also those of us that deal with the squirrels and the things that dig up Mm. and eat our bulbs, some ways to prevent that from happening from now until winter. Is there, are are we concerned about those animals digging now? Yeah, because they're trying to bury all those, the squirrels are running around burying their nut everywhere around there. They might happen to find mm. a bulb and decide it's delicious. Yeah, because they won't bug daffodils, but they might dig around there. Yeah, they, but you know, they Daffodils are about the only bulb that basically is so to- toxic that most animals realize to stay away, even mm-hmm. when it's yeah. a rabbit can hop by and they won't even look. They know. <laughs> yeah. okay. But tulips and anything else. But the way to keep keep everything safe from, uh, or one way, I, let me put it that way, to keep things safe is to make little little cages out of chicken wire. Yep. Just, uh, just, it's very just. Kind of fold the chicken wire together, make like a little, like a little cage, a little cage, a little basket, mm-hmm. and a little, like a little basket, and plant that. And that would keep um, squirrels can't dig them out. And Other the bulb rodents, will grow up through it, too. and the bulb will come through. And down, voles are another problem for bulbs. Mm-hmm. The voles work more in the in the after you've got to cover a snow, but if the ground isn't frozen yet, you'll see you can see vole tracks under the snow. Okay, and they'll go after bulbs. Um, Probably not daffodils again, but any tulips or anything like that. So, so it's it's really easy and it's cheap. Chicken wire and the scheme yeah. of things is not yeah. expensive. Okay, I have a recommendation too that I really enjoyed the planting that we did last year where we did a trench. We dug a trench, so we made a big rectangle, removed the dirt and put it off to the side. And you could, if you know you have a vole problem, you know, they come up under the ground and they eat stuff, you could put the chicken wire down. Exactly. Plant, plant, put a little dirt on top of that, just a little bit, and then you can put all. I mixed daffodils and tulips and hyacinth and muscari, and everything, and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Can go I, in there. I mixed them in and created like a little flower bed. Okay. And then put the chicken wire on top of that too, and then mulched on top of that. And everything came up through it I, beautifully. Okay. Yep. But I did remove the top chicken wire. When I started to notice they were up far enough. Sprouting. Okay. Yeah. Because then I start to worry about, well, and I suppose we'll talk about this next spring when they sure. come up. How do we keep our rabbits off of yeah. the, you know, oh. all of that? But that's yeah, a different season. Yeah, we don't want the, the day of the rabbits again. Oh, my god. The gosh. feast, the rabbits. Yeah. <gasps> that, absolutely. Uh, so we're getting ready for fall planting. Grab some uh, fertilizer. I know that there's different. I use at home, I've, people have asked me, I use the Biotone bulb fertilizer that yep, that's have. a good one yeah. i just throw it a little hand i like all the, the tones yeah. yeah all the tones are good yep. yeah, yeah. biotone yep. is good um and then smells yeah. like poo it does not smell great but it is really good don't breathe it in <laughs> use gloves yeah i'm a big advocate of that i don't know if it comes from right. being a dental assistant but definitely 
use gloves when it you're helps. in the garden. It helps. Absolutely. But it's also good to get your hands in bare dirt sometimes. Well, the other thing that people should be thinking about now, too, is if you've got your annual flowers, everything now should be in bloom. It's it's a good time to start looking at, we talked about this last time, start saving some seeds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I did that with my apple blossom <gasps> snapdragons the other day. Yay. Oh, good. Yay. Some of, yeah. You know what I... I listened to a presentation yesterday we were up at the state fair and there was a master gardener from hennepin county talking about um you know the summer garden and what attracts what and all that kind of you know that basic Mm -hmm. pollinator Mm -hmm. stuff but this is something that i learned way back when i started with the master gardener program is that four o'clocks are an old reliable annual Mm -hmm. yeah you talked about that last time you were here i looked them up and you can and you can they're pretty. Pick, you can pick the seeds. The seeds are just like right there on the top of the plant. You can pick them off and, and plant them. And I've had real good success with that. But this person was speaking yesterday, and I knew this and I kind of forgot, or I guess I was maybe too lazy to actually do it. A four o'clock, actually, when they get really big, they have a huge tuberous root. Mm-hmm. And if, if in the fall, now after, after you get your first frost or whatever, if you dig up those roots... They become like a like a tuber, just like a canna lily or oh, a, dahlia. a dahlia, any of that kind of stuff. And you, cool. if you plant those roots, you get a jump on how soon you're going to get a flower and your flowers or your four o'clocks are going to get bigger. And I remember I've done that a few times that I'm talking a few years ago now, and I'm going to do that. I have four o'clock. I have them every year. I have four o'clocks planted again and they're, they're blooming now. But I'm going to come at you with my hand out. With, you know. with, 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 yeah. With, with four <laughs> o'clocks, they can take... From the time you plant them and they come up and everything, you're looking at sixty to seventy days before you get blooms. Oh, yeah. they're they're more of a unless you get them out there and get them planted, like when there's still snow on the ground, they're more of a in my mind a late summer fall bloomer. And mm-hmm. then if you happen to get an early frost, they're pretty susceptible. Mm-hmm. But if you have if you, if you get a jump on it, dig up the root and then plant that root again in the spring. By midsummer, at the latest, you're going to have four o'clock. Okay, you can just pot that up and store it in a non-heated garage. It'll be okay. You just store it just like you would any other tuberous. Sure, you know. Okay, and it's. I mean, it's worth a try. And Mm -hmm. and plus, I mean, you already have it there. There's no added expense. You just plant it and water it. This is my favorite. Is like propagation and seed collection, and this time of the year is definitely an awesome time to go walk around your garden and see if you notice seed pods um a lot of times like daylilies will turn brown their seed pod will turn brown and open yeah mm-hmm. and before it drops the seeds you can Collect save them. those okay. dry paper bags they sell like those little what are they coin envelopes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the the little brown ones with the stickers just write on there what it is save it for next year another thing that right now i've got a pot of dianthus that the best way to keep those looking nice is, of course, do a lot of deadheading. Mm-hmm. I was just doing that a couple of days ago, but the, they're loaded with seeds. They're just loaded. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. people think um, dianthus are, are perennials. They really aren't, but they self-seed like crazy. Okay. So oh, if, that's you're, if you're going to deadhead, it's a good idea. Shake some of the, their little black seeds. It's yeah. pretty evident. Yep. Just shake them around and... and Wait to see what happens next spring, but chances are you're going to have dianthus coming up again. <laughs> like dill yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. Well, all it, sorts of exactly. dill. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the same thing, you know. Um, so if you can get the plants for free, why do you want to buy them? You Absolutely. Know, it's kinda... Yeah. All right. So we're talking with our master gardeners today here on Talk of the Town, Joyce and Kim. And let's move to preserving garden harvest. I've injured myself making barbecue sauce that I <laughs> make only with 
the, you'll follow this, the syrup that comes from cowboy candy, which comes from candied jalapenos. Which is really good. Which is really good. My mouth is watering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should have brought you some. But th- that's what um, I'm working on now. I've I've done all sorts of canning. and But there are people out there that don't can. Some, some other good ways to preserve your harvest. Oh, yep. absolutely. One that I, of course, you need to have a, a big regular freezer if you're going to do this. But I found... A lot of success. I do canning. I do canning, but I found a lot of success with freezing. Mm-hmm. And one thing that some people might not know is peppers yeah. are really, really easy to freeze. All you do is, you know, wash them, seed them, and even like, say, bell peppers, just cut them in half, put them in a bag, and put them in the freezer. And, right. you know, sure. six months later, you can still, you know, like you're not going to probably put a frozen pepper in a salad. That would be a little, little. No, but in the middle of winter, I put can have chili hot fajitas. Or... Oh, exa- and, oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I use them all winter long for cooking. I, I actually, I'm too cheap to buy bell peppers. I mean, because I figure I can raise all these peppers. Why should I buy them? Right. So yeah. we eat them fresh as long as much as we can. But then I freeze them and we have fajitas and that kind of stuff all winter long. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you can do that a lot of people might not realize is. Onions freeze really, really well. And again, you can't really use them in a salad if they're frozen. But any kind of soups or stews or anything that or you fajitas, have. fajitas. I have a yeah, thing going on yeah. in my head here. I guess anything that you would use onions for <laughs> other than like a fresh in a salad. Yeah. Frozen onions are wonderful. So should you, would you recommend, because I know you've done a lot of uh, food service work in the past. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend slicing, chopping all sorts of different varieties or. You know, it, it I have a. Uh, KitchenAid food processor and I just run them through the, the slicer part. Okay. So you don't want to turn them into mush. You just pulse you it just, a couple you times. You just pulse it so you get kind of these chunks mm-hmm. and you just put them in a put them in a freezer bag kind of thing and you, you don't have to, some things like I freeze green beans also but those you need to process you know you need right, to blanch, blanch and stuff. Yep. Onions don't need anything but to be stuffed in a bag and put in the freezer okay. on the shelf. That's so it's good really, to know. really, really easy. Mm-hmm. So peppers and onions are two of my favorites to freeze. And in our family or at our house, um, onions are a food group. So, mm-hmm. of course, we... we Strawberries uh, are ours. And yeah. So, yep. you know, we, we do that. I do a lot of that. But in the wintertime, you'd be amazed if you... If you freeze all that stuff, your your grocery bill in the wintertime is really yeah. not... And mm-hmm. there's nothing not, better than pulling out homegrown fresh veggies or the strawberries... Or we've even done corn, sweet corn in the past. I was going to ask about that because now we have some sweet corn. I want to say, too, that if you're going to freeze this stuff, I've had really good success, like with strawberries. I'll use that as the example, is to flash freeze them. Exactly. So you put them like you cut the I cut the green part off. You don't even have to do that. But I cut the green part off and put it on a cookie sheet and I freeze them singly mm-hmm. like and on then, some parchment paper or something yes, so exactly and, get rid of them and then easily. i will put them in a vacuum seal bag and vacuum seal them okay there's no freezer burn they taste as fresh as the day i put them in there and you can make smoothies or ice cream yeah, or I'm whatever exactly. it is yeah i'm a big advocate of uh doing vacuum sealing over yeah. just putting it in a plastic bag right i think that's key well yeah the freezer burns. you know another thing yeah. that's this time of the year i've for some reason, I'm not exactly sure why, because I didn't do anything different. But I have a huge basil crop. Yeah, I do and too. And you can make, you can make your homemade pesto, which mm-hmm. is just fabulous for for numerous recipes. And f- you know, for me, it's more like there. You know, I've got some things that I make uh, pesto and pasta kind of mm, dishes yes. with. Mm-hmm. You can have a full whole meal like pasta and chicken. Just 
it, you just have it in the freezer, you thaw it up, and just, it's wonderful. And but it takes a, quite a bit of basil to make pesto. Right. Uh, but I've got a bumper crop this year, <laughs> and a lot of times I haven't. And plus, the thing that's interesting, and, I, and again, I don't really exactly know why. It hasn't gone to seed. Usually, basil will start it hasn't to flower. Or? No, it hasn't. It's Weird. Been, oh, interesting. Mine it's, has it, it's, a little bit. But, I let you know, my lettuce if, bolt if, so if I can get some seed from it. If sure. it does, though, you can just nip those flowers off, and you can keep using the leaves. Sure. I mean, there's no reason not to. Sure. The only problem with making homemade pesto is you you really kind of need to use pine nuts, and they're not cheap. Walnuts. Yeah. Have you tried walnuts? Well, yeah, I've, I've tried them, but I I thought the pine nuts were better. Well, I pine really, nuts is you know, better. They're more expensive. But walnuts a close second. Yeah. I would, oh, mm, uh, yeah. I, I would use walnut mm. as a close second. Mm-hmm. I have to freeze garlic. I'm looking, I'm going to, I have too much of it and I really want to freeze it like a, I want to chop it up and freeze it in little like uh, portions. Oh, sure. sure. I've oh, been, I, my garlic the whole entire year from my garlic harv- harvest last year has been sitting in white vinegar. That's what you said last year. Yeah. I think perfect. that's the coolest yeah. thing. It's perfect. I've seen some on the internet that some people are saying they turn blue, but it's totally edible still. And then sometimes it'll turn back to... I just oh. saw something I was going to look into. Is black garlic? Not seen that. No. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't well, see the I'm blue. I'm going to look into it. Sorry <laughs> to bring this up on the air, but I'm yeah. going to look into it. But I saw something about that. that okay. I think there's some health benefits to it, but I don't know if that's... I'm going to dig deeper into that one. I need to check that out. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so yeah. I, I usually use the garlic as much as I can. And then when it gets to be the point in time where I, eh, I'm not sure if this is going to last, we'll peel it all. And sure. Store yeah. each individual cloves, like in a. We had a, probably a three quarter gallon jar full. And so you peel the skin and everything mm-hmm. off of them and just put it them in there as little cloves. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I was doing this week. I smelled kind of garlicky. Yeah, you know, there's uh, there's. Worse. Sorry to anybody that saw me in public. There's worse smells <laughs> to smell like Kim. But yeah, it's lasted all year, and so I'm I'm kind That's of wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I could have smelled like biotone. That's true. That's a much worse smell. Uh, We've got about two minutes left. Uh, We talked about some of the successes in like your basil and everything. Do you have any failures this year you want to talk about? My cucumbers were like lackluster, but I think it's a watering issue. Or maybe it's my soil. It's probably my soil. Joyce said my soil. It's your soil. (laughs) I think, but it's been a weird, it's been a tough year for some vine crops and it's the water. Okay. Well, cucumbers, they, they really are. I mean, a cucumber is about 90% water anyway. And if Mm -hmm. you, if, if you didn't have enough water you're going to probably have a problem the one thing that a, a big success i've had this year or had this year was my cabbage it was absolutely crazy oh, beautiful and so wonderful and just cabbages, the right conditions it, apparently i mean i mm. was planted early and all that kind of stuff plus we've had an enormous amount of broccoli we're still getting broccoli and, and that's nice because you can freeze that oh yeah and yeah. i've been i've been freezing some broccoli and stuff and that and for the first time in 25 years i'm making sauerkraut this year oh and Yay. And, Speaking of smelling, and, I, and I've never, <laughs> I've never done it before, but I, um, I have it on a reliable source. Uh, my sister, because she's done it for years. Um, it, there's a kit, a, it's a fermentation kit that you can get in mm-hmm. any big box store, and it's, it's basically, it's like they're like metal springs. You don't use crock pots or anything like that. You just put your your cabbage in mason jars, mm-hmm. quart jars. Yeah. Put the spring in there. It keeps the all this liquid on top of the cabbage and you wait about six weeks and you have you have sauerkraut and you just can it Mm -hmm. again i've got it i'll be waiting for my hand which is another way to preserve things (laughs) and and there's nothing easier than making you know cat shredding up cabbage i mean yeah 
That is a piece of cake. A, su- a success or failure for you in less than a minute, Kim? The onions. The onions, the onions were, were a major failure. I still have a oh. half of crop in another spot in the yard that I'm, you know, Brett keeps forgetting they're over there because I have to keep reminding them. We can't plant anything there because they're so small still. Okay. Because I planted them a lot later, right. but the other onions got hit by the hail. Right. Yeah. So I just pulled them up. They're That's tiny. not your fault. They're tiny. Mm. Yeah, but it's not still, my fault. They're still usable, though, even if yep. they're small. They're yep. Gonna... They're going in the freezer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're going to be pearl onions in the winter time. <laughs> That's about the size. Yum. Oh. Everything freezes, right? Yep. Well, Joyce and Kim, my master gardener, is in for Talk of the Town today. Thank you both so much for your expertise and your stories, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next time. Thank Good you. Good to see you.